Hey everybody, Jay Shlansky here from the Fifth Trooper Network. I just want to take a moment to thank you for checking out this show. Did you know that over at thefifthtrooper.com we have tons of other content, including blogs, other podcasts, all kinds of stuff. In addition, if you want access to exclusive content, you can join us on patreon.com slash thefifthtrooper and join at any level and you'll get access to uh, exclusive blog articles, access to our private Discord, and much more. So please, Check us out, and thank you so much for all your support. Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello, and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Jay and Tim. What's up, gentlemen? Lots of things. So uh, much things. Yeah. I, uh, you know, so so I wasn't on last week. Um, I was scheduled to be on, uh, but uh, had a little snafu with my bathroom. And we, uh, apparently the guy who owned the house before me decided he wasn't going to seal anything around the tub. Uh, and so I had a lot of rot and mold. Uh, so I spent all last weekend demoing my bathroom and starting to rebuild it and been working on it this weekend. But say la vie, such as such as owning a home. I'm sure all you homeowners feel my pain out there. So, yeah, I've I've not really tapped into this new bathroom yet uh, in this house, but I'm afraid to because I can already see some of the things I'm like actually some maybe some of the same stuff i'm like i don't know if this is sealed all the way well guess what i'm an expert now so i could do plumbing i can do framing i could come over and just redo your old bathroom you pay me in lorcana packs that's... yeah <laughs> that's right hang on uh, shouldn't shouldn't you be the one paying him if he's redoing your bathroom yeah i realized that after i said i was just gonna yeah. let it go but thank you kyle <laughs> i was gonna let it go too I, yeah i was like shh 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 it's just it's just so cathartic that Jay should be paying yeah. you for the privilege of reading, especially right. the that's demo right. part. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I was hearing. I he was hearing that he really wants to come and work in my bathroom so he can pay me for the privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was telling these guys earlier, but like basically, there was a moment where I got really angry last week. Like I was working fourteen hours a day demo in this bathroom, and something like hit me, or I cut myself, or something. And I I just said to my wife, I was like, I need you to leave the bathroom for a moment. And she like she could see I might like it was it wasn't as kind as that was. I'm like, I need you to leave the bathroom for a moment. And she like left and I nicely shut the door and then took my sledgehammer. Just started railing on things and just yelling all kinds of profanities at everything. And I don't know who I was yelling it at, but I was just yelling, I'm going to kill you. Uh, and I, the bathroom. Just, yeah, yeah. In yeah. general. I, you know, it could have been the bathroom myself. I, you know, just everything, anything that was like in my vicinity. Uh, and then I, I, after I had that, I'm all sweaty and I just open the door and I go, okay, things are better now. <laughs> we could commence with the debris removal. And she's like, okay. <laughs> she's like, do you, do you need a sandwich? Would you like me to make you lunch? I'm like, <laughs> But all uh, work, yeah, all work and no play makes Jay a dull boy. Yeah, so that's been that's been my two uh couple weekends. So, <sighs> anyway, awesome. If you're thinking about buying a house, let me let me just put this out there. Don't. PSA. Oh my god, don't listen. Don't well, not right now with seven percent interest. Well, also, no, true, right. but just don't do it yeah. in general. But yeah, it seems like a great idea. And sure, sure, you think you're going to be owning something, but in reality, it owns you and you're just going to be purchasing a prison. And it's just, it's just a prison that just keeps you in and takes all your money. Don't yep. do it. Don't do it's it. Like, just, it's like paying to be in a prison. You know, what's great about renting and not owning something. It's not your problem. It's not right. your problem anymore. You just call your landlord and you go, yo, fix this. Like, or I don't, you know, or I'm out of here. That's right. So That's right. Ugh. And all you got to do is worry about, like, never-ending rising uh, uh, right. rent rate. Yeah. Okay. But I, I let Not me be very to clear to you. I've read all the, well, I don't even know what generation I'm in, let alone the one under me. So, like, am I an X? I think I might be Gen X or millennial. I'm on the, I'm on the, 
I've read all the online stuff about like, oh, I couldn't get a mortgage. And so, but I, for $700 a month, but I could pay 1900 in rent. I, let me tell you, it, it's a trap. It is not $700 a month in rent. You've got your electricity. You've got your insurance. You've got, oh. You've got your taxes. Yeah. Taxes, New York State. Guess who has you. to mow the lawn? You. Guess who has to shovel? Yeah. You. The like, guy you pay. Or the yeah. guy you pay. Right. Like, yeah. Well, Tim's case. I, I do it myself. Uh, but like, and then guess who guess who has to fix the bathroom or pay for it? You. So it's you more, right. it's exactly. more than yeah. the mortgage. That you know, there's all these little hidden expenses in there. I'm telling you, don't do it. It's a nightmare. It's a it's a, just a uh, I'm go go watch the movie The Money Pit, and that's legitimately what happens. So it's also just like basic finance and that when you rent a place, you're on the hook for your first month's rent and your security deposit. Yeah, so that's right. all the money that you need officially from a from an economic perspective. <laughs> yeah, when right. you buy a house, you're on the hook for the entire value of the yeah. house. For yeah. however, um, 20, 30 years, whatever you say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You that's a go little bit of a different... You gotta get rid of that. That's yeah, right. it's yeah. a little bit of a different approval process yeah. there, but you know. Yeah, it's um, a nightmare. My dad, so my dad, uh, so my dad was in construction uh, his whole life. And so he, whenever this stuff happens to me, he calls me to like check in on me and give me tips and tricks. And even though, you know, I worked with him for several years, but like, so he called me every time he would call me over the last week, I'd be like, you've reached the money pit. How can I help you? Do you need any money? Cause I don't have any left. <laughs> like He's like, ah, so it's still, you're still uh, in the bad part. Okay. I'll, I'll call you back. I'll call you back when you're, when you're, when you're in uh, reconstruction. Okay, pal. <laughs> like, yeah the fun part yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. this has yeah. been the financial trooper so thank you for listening yeah. yes uh, real estate I... for dummies thank uh... you everybody for letting me get that out that is uh good god what a nightmare but i would say you know yes i was telling tim and these guys that like i really like doing the construction part so like i like framing walls i like doing sheetrock i like all that part like i like creating um and so like I'm at the part now where I actually get to do the building. Um, so now I'm actually like in a better mood, but like there was on top of being exhausted. If I had done the podcast last week, I would have just been miserable because last Monday when you guys recorded, uh, yeah, like I was just barely got the tub in and like I was still having leaks in the plumbing. So like that I was still trying to like work out and so like i would not have been a very good companion on the scoundrels uh last week <laughs> well it's but, good to have you back yeah here i am so we are going to talk today about a couple things we're going to talk about the nova open yeah because that just happened nice um and i went to that i was present yeah uh i think we had four fifth trooper guys there you mike evan and uh nick bodnar brabnar yep yep yeah. that sounds there right and yep. three of us made top eight yep. so and the fourth i played evan in the last round on saturday and i oh. I, I knocked him out so <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that was a team kill unfortunately uh. um so yeah pretty good showing i'd say overall for fifth trooper but uh yeah i'll talk about my own personal experience uh the winner was um fluffy saurus AKA Josh from the Discord. Okay. Other way around. Josh, AKA Fluffy Source from the Discord. Um, congrats, Josh. Good job. Yeah, congrats. Uh, I played him. He's the one that knocked me out on Sunday. Um, so I'll talk about that game. He was running Blizzard Force. <laughs> yeah. Blizzard Force, the new, <laughs> the new, still good Blizzard Force. Yeah. Um, but it's been fixed. Everything's fine now. <laughs> well, now it's merely like very good instead of. Something. I know. I know. Uh, but they never uh, said fixed. They just said changed. It's more reasonable <laughs> now, but yes. It's a little bit more reasonable now. Yeah. That's it's, a cla yeah. classic marketing. Now you don't say fixed, just say we changed it. And you know, it's good. We're good. Yeah. Um okay. So we're gonna talk okay. about that. Yeah. Uh we are also gonna talk about we had uh, another this is another listener provided topic idea for because this is this is the one oh one episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um so we're gonna basically the topic idea was like 
how do I figure out why I'm losing games? Uh, like when, whether you're losing a lot of games or just a few games, um, you know, what, what sort of retrospective do you go through when that happens to figure out the why? Um, because I can practically guarantee you that the answer is not, I got diced. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. That happens very occasionally, but most of the time there's because of how Legion works. And I think this is a credit to how Legion is designed, but generally speaking, there's something else that you could have done to avoid. Yeah. Whatever that it yeah. was. It's statistically, you're not going to be diced every game. Like that's, that shouldn't happen. That's and even with, within happening. a single game, my experience yeah. usually is that um, when people perceive that they're being diced, it's, it's kind of like either uh, I put myself in a situation where I needed a certain result. And maybe you even put yourself in a situation where you needed an average result and you didn't get it. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, there could have been an alternative decision either there or at some other earlier point in the game where, like, you had multiple shots at that. You had multiple bites at that apple, so to speak. Or maybe you didn't even need to take the bite at that apple. Um so yeah. that's that's been yeah. my experience where uh, the perception of like being diced typically comes from a situation where um, you expect average results or average results deliver the thing that you want, but you could have avoided that situation in the first place by making some other decision earlier, yeah. basically. And I think, um, and this is, we could have a whole nother side conversation about this, but yeah. I think for me too, whenever I, I start to feel like I got really just completely diced, it's really, if you look in, it's like, one or two rolls and then like that kind of clouds your judgment on the whole right. game you're like oh that whole match i got diced and you're like ah, but there's really there's like three three moments where i needed critical rolls and they just didn't happen again and like to your point maybe you shouldn't have put yourself in that position yeah right yeah and actually um i'll talk about my game with josh but uh i think it, w it was closer than it should have been because i got some lucky results on dice in certain sure. situations yeah and like my post game analysis was like, oh, if I'd only done this one thing, then I would have been fine. And it's like, well, I was in a position to even be able to do that one thing because like I got lucky. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and yeah. I, you know, because of these decisions I made earlier, really in turn yeah. zero, um, <laughs> like the fact that I was even there was yeah. luck on my part. Right, right. Uh, and I shouldn't have been. Because I could have made That's a decision true. that would have put myself in a totally different spot where I like I yeah. didn't need that luck to bail me out. But we'll get to that. Um briefly, we should talk about the whole uh basically um so we're gonna treat this as a news item. Mm -hmm. Um AMG posted today that uh essentially confirming there's been some discussion around this recently, but basically confirming that the 16 player minimum is gonna be enforced on honoring invites for tournaments meaning that um for a store kit invite aka local tournament um a world's invite will only be honored if 16 players actually participated in the tournament in question um and that doesn't mean 16 players signed up it means 16 players actually showed up and played yeah uh, the the word was active yes right active yeah. active unique players mm -hmm. uh, so no hercules <laughs> <Yes>. rockefeller uh, <laughs> yeah. no no Act, I, like, I do enjoy that clarification active yeah. unique yeah yeah. Um, yeah yeah um so uh that's just worth that's worth being aware of uh, particularly if um you know you want to store a tournament of less than 16 players and going forward that's also how it's going to be so if you show up to a store tournament that's advertising an invite and they don't end up having 16 players technically they're not supposed to give that up um this just came out today uh so it's very fresh um i'm sure people will want our takes on all of that uh we're not going to do it today it's um we're gonna we gotta try and figure out like a, a basically a format to cover this in a way that's um i guess more fair to the topic if that makes sense. Yeah, like a like a well-rounded um, discussion on it. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I, I listen, it, it just happened. We yeah. we uh you know we, we need to be more fair and, and be able to really discuss it and having it on a 101 scoundrels yeah. podcast yeah. just is yeah. not it's is not, not the place. way to do yeah. that. And so y'all don't yeah. want me talking about it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm not the guy. Well, I'm we do, but maybe not right now. Yeah, yeah, sure. We're definitely yeah, gonna I, have that discussion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so we will have that discussion on the future in the future uh it mm -hmm. will not be today so for those that are looking for that sorry <laughs> yeah so, get it right so the the facts right now from their thing is that Basically, they said it's listed inside store championship kits. These events require a 16-player minimum. Tournaments, mu tournaments that must have 16 unique active players, like we said, for the winner to receive an invite to World. Uh, events with less than 16 can hand out all the physical stuff in the kit, just not the World invite. And then, basically, they'll be looking at submissions and confirming invites in jan late January, February, and they'll send out links to the players that won. And basically, you know, they at the bottom said that if a store is found to tamper with or untruthfully report attendance or information about their event, they will be removed from OP programs and uh, invites granted to players at their events will be rescinded. So just so we're all aware. Yeah, there's there's not going to be any wink wink nudge nudge. Uh, oh yeah, we had sixteen players, kind of a thing, um, based on that language. <laughs> so, yep. Which I think is we're not doing takes on this right now. Um, but, <laughs> but that's tempting. that's it's the fact. I almost I almost did a take. <laughs> I, I almost um, almost. Yeah. So, um, right there. <laughs> the the other thing is the other thing that's in there. This is just uh factual. That winner of each store championship should be awarded the invite to the world championship unless that player already possesses an invite. Then it should be passed down to the next player in ranked order that does not have an invite. If the invite is passed down, the store EO should report the invited player as requested in the reporting form. So so pass downs is completely uh, approved by the OP. Yes, that's, it's a legal in in text thing now which is yep. we can i think that's safe to say that's nice to have at least have yeah that that's in great writing that's yeah because that has not been officially codified before right yeah so uh, that's at least that's a automatic positive right? yeah, yeah that's great <laughs> that one's hopefully not controversial so yeah right yeah i should hope not yeah um okay uh do we want to let's do we want to talk about nova first yes um, yeah i think that'll that'll be a good segue into our other stuff too yeah um yeah. So, uh, yeah, I brought Anakin with a bunch of clones and some pikes. Um, for those that have been listening to the last couple of episodes, or maybe even just last week, uh, that was I was had some last minute waffling between Empire and Republic. I wanted to try basically replacing Padme with arcs, full arcs. Um, just shaking his head. Uh, I you're no Mike Barry, sir. I, I don't know. I can see it. I can see it. <laughs> well, Mike didn't win either, Jay. <laughs> um, no, saying. I. So here's here's my here's my opinion on this after playing it for an All entire right. tournament, and then the tournament before that playing Padme and having much more experience previously with Padme. The arcs are definitely way more destructive than Padme. You know, it's it's yeah. close. It's they're a little bit more expensive, but it's close to like a hard swap for Padme, just structurally. Um, they kill things really well. Sure, uh, they're a nice tool in the toolbox for killing things. Um, what I basically my conclusion essentially is that the list does not need to be better at killing things. It's already good at that. Mm -hmm. Um, what it does do by removing Padme is it makes a list that is already sort of like just basically average average to bad on objectives like just objectively bad at objectives um because padme adds there's really two things that padme adds specific to that that are really valuable the first is the possibility for secret mission it's not something that you use that often but it's something that i have used to kind of take something that normally is not like to your advantage to at least be like even mm -hmm. one example yeah. which yeah. i would have loved to have in my game against josh <laughs> is on disarray bombing run you know normally like if you toilet bowl in that situation you've got like a 3-3 scoring situation on disarray bombing run um and even with a trooper list because of how the disarray zones ends up working out you can um generally score your three bombs the problem typically is that you have to put you know a unit in your far zone and if uh in that case for example the blizzard player is smart they're going to put their speeders in their second zone and they're going to just collapse on your weak zone 
Yeah. They're going to score their three bombs. You're going to score your three bombs, but they're going to basically kill that unit that you put in that other zone and they're going to be up on points, right? So Padme allows you to be like, I don't care about that unit. I'm going to score four victory points and you're going to score three unless you come try and stop me. And in doing so, they're going to put their units at risk and allow you the chance to get some kill points. Right. So it takes a situation, Padme's presence, at least with respect to secret mission in an example like that, takes a situation that would normally be to your disadvantage and at least gives you like a shot at making an even fight. The second, which I really miss in my game against Josh, is her two pip. Uh, there are so many different ways you can use it. Setting up fire supports is probably the, one of the most common ways, but like for objectives, specifically recovering hostage, it's great. That extra free speed one move. Oh, it's uh, huge. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, I would say that the list is actually bad at hostage, despite having Anakin as a mm -hmm. force user. Uh, simply You're because the, the list without Padme. Without Padme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know the 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 sort of shorthand is that like force users are good at hostage, but Anakin takes at least three turns to power up to the point where you actually want to be like sending him off doing anything other than generating tokens for your dudes. And the turn that matters on hostage the most usually is turn two. Um. So it's not really any better at hostage than like some random gunline list, which is to say that it's bad. <laughs> uh, and I, that definitely bore out for me. Padme changes that conversation because of her two pip, because you can get the free move on the hostage. You can get out of out of range of a lot of things that can cause problems for you. So the short answer is, if I play this list structure again, I will be swapping out the arcs back for Padme. Um. It is a silly attrition list. Even the game I lost versus Josh, I was like significantly up on kill points. Uh, but, and most of my other games, um, I killed a lot of things where they were just straight concessions. And the list is really good at that. But, you know, objectives is the weak point. And Padme, Padme shores that up. And the arcs just kind of like, you know, make the list from an 11 to 12 in that regard. Um, so anyway, my game against Josh, uh, basically I had the, uh, the first three objective slots were bombing run hostage and then breakthrough. And then, uh, the deployments basically, um, I think it was like battle lines disarray and hemmed in. So basically I had a choice based on how it worked out is I could play either bombing run or breakthrough on disarray. Mm. Um, or I could play hemmed in hostage on hemmed in. Um, and ultimately I chose to do hostage on Hemden because I'm like, well, if I do breakthrough, he's going to do that thing where he collapses on the zone and kills a unit. And then I've got to be chasing him. You know, we both got nine activations. Um, I've got to, I've got to chase him diagonally across the board basically to kill something and then also still score on breakthrough. And that's not going to work out. Uh, Bombing run, similar situation to what I just described earlier. He's going to collapse on that zone, get up on kill points, and then we're, it's going to be 3-3, three, three, you know, and he's going to win by whatever, 67, the cost of my cheapest unit, basically. Um, So those two were basically, like, not options, in my opinion. So I ended up going hostage, hemmed in on this, like, all right, let's just make this a slugfest. You know, my list is really good at range 3. Let's slug it out in the middle of the table and see what happens. And that's that's what happened. Uh, I ended up killing all but a bike, a snow, and his two HRUs. Um, and he killed Anakin, the Ark, and my hostage unit, my original hostage unit. Um, so it was, it was definitely like I killed a lot of things. I slugged it out successfully. But uh, he was able to, in all that noise, he was able to like basically stall my hostage in the area between our zones. Um, and uh, even though I had it claimed at the end of the game, he was able to get his hostage like all the way to the back end of his zone. So it ended up being two mm. to one. Yeah. Um, and that was just like a situation where like, I just, I really miss Padme. You know, if I'd had her in that same setup, I would have been able to get the free move. I would have been able to get away from Vader potentially on turn two um, and score my hostage. Or I would have had the flexibility to um, go into that bombing run disarray situation knowing that I could potentially just win 4-3 with secret mission in my back pocket um, and at least force him to engage me. So, yeah. That's a long way of saying a great tournament from Josh, showing proving that Blizzard's still good. Um, he was running basically Commander Vader with nine activations. Um, mm. 
so dropping uh the officer to like eat the points increases essentially and then just running a similar structure to like the quote-unquote classic vader four bikes blizzard with just with nine activations instead of ten it's still good hey jana talked about that uh last tournament we went to we talked about yeah. that in the car right home i mean I, yeah. I waffled on this myself a few weeks ago uh, i even asked mike barry if i could borrow his um his commander vader is still unpainted so i'm like and he's got a celebration vader i'm like look <laughs> i will paint your celebration vader to like mm. competition standard um if you let me use him at nova and he's like yeah sold let's do it and then i ended up just like waffling away from that um i should have just stuck with it i i mean i played blizzard so much over the last year that i i'm kind of in try something new mode but it's just it's i'm really comfortable with it and it's good so i don't know why you know i should have just played it but i didn't um and here we are yeah here we are uh so I still need an invite. <laughs> Short version. I would say this leads perfectly into our next topic. There you go. Which is if you're questioning why you didn't win a tournament and you do exactly <laughs> what Kyle just did and said, I knew I could have won with Blizzard. I should have brought Blizzard. <laughs> Bring Blizzard then. Bring the list. You know, you're going to be, you know, yeah. like this is this is my thing. I say to people too. like I've heard this a couple people like get upset about. And I, I think Kyle's disappointed, not upset, because I think he knew he was going to Nova with an untested list. And he had a thought in his mind that it would work, but and how it could work, but it didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. So my 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 thing that I always say to everyone, and I think I brought this up on this cast before, is if you have the option of bringing a known good list and you're just don't want to be you know, hip or a winner, or I don't know what it is, but like, if you are trying to be like smarter than the game, don't just bring the list, you know, is going to win. If you, if that's really what's important to you is winning and you're going to be upset if you don't win. Like what, this is why sports teams sign top athletes. Like th there's a reason why Brady gets to go wherever he wants. Right. Cause he's the, he's, <laughs> He's a really good quarterback. Like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, as a Bills fan, it kills me to say that, but it just, it's just the truth, right? He is a winner, unfortunately. And so, like, this is why these athletes get top dollar is because they win. So if you really want to win, stop trying to be smarter than everybody and just do what you know is going to win. Like, that's, I, I mean, I, it's really not that complicated. But Jay, how do I figure out how to win? Listen, you can go to the tournaments. You can listen to us. We're we're not lying to you. Like it was a we're, setup we're for you, Jay. It was a setup for you to, to transition. Trying to set up the one on one. I'm not. Trying, I'm not transitioning. <laughs> I'm really angry about this, and I just let me just have this for a moment, and then okay, you can transition. Sorry, I'm Apologies. sorry. I tried to for, give you an stabcast. You almost made me say the f word. Number one, and we're not supposed to do that on this podcast because it's a family podcast. No <laughs> damn stabcast is coming on my podcast and telling me how to run my show. You just shut your mouth in your little wooded area over there and let me do what I'm doing here. You asked are, me to be. Are you trying to say I was trying to be hip by bringing Anakin, Jay? I think, okay, Kyle, let's be real. Uh, look, I brought, you're a, I brought. You're a great player, okay? You're a good, you're a great player, okay? Do you really think, and I think in the back of your mind, you probably thought I've got two or three chances at an invite. Nova is not my last chance. It, it is actually potentially, but then you made anyway. a terrible decision. Then why would you do that? Why wouldn't you bring Blizzard? Because I thought that the Anakin list was better. But it, yeah. but, you, but you literally just said that you should have brought Padme. It well, that's, 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 that's hindsight. That's hindsight. Say, as that's soon hindsight. as you said I brought a full arc, I was shaking my head. No, I knew that was a bad no, idea. We, hold on, and I'm not known, that good at the game. We know that full arcs can be really good. We've seen we've with seen Mike one do person. It. And Kyle one, can do it. One person in this whole world can make full arcs good. Jay. I hear what you're saying, Kyle. You say you had a great basis for a list with one change. How many times did you practice uh, yeah. that list, Kyle? Once against Luke Cook. Whoa. I'm just saying that <laughs> was did he take it seriously? Yes, he did. He played right. Tempest Force. Well, then he didn't take it. How many ATSTs did he run? Three. 
then he didn't take it seriously. That's okay. not even the best version of that list. Okay. So That's listen to me. You takes, practice- takes everywhere, everybody. Guys, do yeah. not do what Kyle does. Don't practice once with a list and show up to a no, tournament where I, you think yes, it's your only chance to get a world's invite. That, that's crazy talk. That That is not from lack of ambition in my respect, Jay. This is my schedule and my life situation. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, but okay. But now you're regretting it. And you should have just brought Blizzard because it's what well, you know, it's what you're good at, and it's what he thought good. it was a good list. Though. Hold on, I'm, I'm I'm on the I'm on this on the Kyle side here because normally I'm also on the side, just more traditionally, because there are times when you think something can be really good and you just haven't had time to really practice it, and, I, I but think, you genuinely think it's going to do well. I think there's a difference, Jay, in this conversation because I know where you're coming from because I've had this conversation somewhat yep. recently with with people. Um, I think there's a difference between trying to be cool and bringing something that you know is sub- suboptimal uh, versus bringing something that you think is good or optimal and just being wrong about that. Yes, um, there's a huge oh, difference. It's a huge oh, difference. Oh, oh, okay. All right. And I don't. I'm not even sure that. Um, I'm not even sure that I was wrong about that so much as simply like the lost situation that I find myself in needed the tool that i swapped out um okay all right so let me reframe this we have known that anakin padme that archetype list right is a known quantity and you you've played the list multiple times you know it's a good list yeah right like it's it's worth mentioning by the way that sam mchenry uh, played anakin padme right um and what made the final so yeah right <laughs> lost to josh in the final so, so what i'm saying is that you got too cool for school you had a list that we all know was good that I, you I knew thought was that good. i could make it i thought i could make it better by dropping bad May, and i was wrong right but it's, it's not that's not too cool for school that's just saying like i think i've made an improvement no that's trying to be smarter than than everything that's been working like okay you have to try new things N- there's certain times you don't try new things. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you don't you don't play zone for the whole year, and then all of a sudden play man to man because you want to shake things up, and you've never played man to man, and you just think it's going to be better. I'm also looking forward to football. Thank you, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. I see what you're saying, Jay. The Bills I play think... in a week. I'm so excited. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be there in two weeks. Man. Oh, nice. Um, but and, you, I, I no. Kyle, I understand. Listen. You are having the same issue everyone has. I think I can make this list better. Yeah, everyone thinks that. We all think that. The answer is you had something great and you let her go and you just threw her out the door and you just sent her away. And now no, you're she, she died of sadness, Jay. She died of sadness. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> just medical choked her for no Medically, she died reason. of sadness. Medical, medical sadness. Yeah. Yes. You saw I mean, the arcs come off the shuttle instead of Obi Wan, and you just force choked Padme. Like I don't need you anymore. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Look at those shiny full squad of arcs. <laughs> they were pretty awesome. I mean, look after it's, the. First, I, I don't doubt it. I don't after the doubt first it. after the first day uh, across three games, I had, I think, twenty three hundred kill points. If that okay. gives you any idea of that's that's real good. <laughs> Not good enough. Oh. It wasn't good enough for Sunday, but <laughs> the list is really good at, at not losing units and killing units. Let's put yeah. it that way. But yeah. like I said, the Padme version is also good at those things. It's just, you know, it's like 90% is good instead of 100. Um, well, and it gives you, like you said, it gives you that extra. Gives you a little bit of extra Genesis quad. Well, and I'll give you an example, right? So, like, what was a couple, two, three weeks ago or whatever, we played that tournament in PA and I brought a, a, um, a Yoda, right? A Yoda Barks list. And I did the same thing. Like, uh, granted, at the time, um, I didn't wasn't worried about an invite. And so, like, I was like, oh, I'll just play. I'll just play whatever, whatever list, you know, I've always wanted to play Yoda and Chewie and, and I'll play a version of this bark, but that one that won the tournament, the reason it won was because of C3PO and R2 giving that support role in that list. Cause that's what the clones need is more of a support role. And then Padme and R2 give you that extra point because you're going to need it because all those clone 
I think I, I've got to play more clones, but it seems to me from what I've heard from you guys, from what I've seen, all these clone battles and games come down to these like last round decisions of like how to get the points or like, did I get enough points? Did I kill enough? Right. And if you can add more onto that to make that better, like to, to give yourself a better chance by getting free points. There's only two units in this whole game that do that. Uh, you know, I think it makes sense to, to do anyways. Yeah. And I, th I think it's actually, I think it's a credit to Legion's design that like you can make a, that, that you can't just like murder your way to victory. Basically, right. you know, I, I think I made one of the best possible, attrition focus lists that you can make right now and it, it just it didn't work <laughs> it worked to be fair again it worked most of the time it worked clearly. most of the time like but to win a nine round tournament you have to make something that works every time um yeah tim and you idiot so, <laughs> i'm just <laughs> all right captain tempest tempest over here sure yeah it's look a lot of the objectives are like you need units to score objectives yeah. right so it, it's still important to kill things. Yeah. Um, but that can't be like the only trick that you have in your bag. Right. Is what I'm saying. And I think that's a credit to Legion's design. Agreed. Um, okay. Well, now that we got that out of the way, I guess I need to figure out <laughs> how to get an invite in between now and yeah. fresh. I'm not sure how I'm gonna do that, but yeah. Um, I mean, and, and to, to lead into the 101, right? It's like if you came out of a tournament like Kyle just did and mm -hmm. you said, hey, I'm going to tinker with this list and try it and it didn't work. OK, either practice more. Right. That's your first option and figure out where you went wrong. And I'm sure Kyle knows where he went wrong and either he's going to swap Padme back in or he's going to, you know, do things differently. Or if you're playing something that's so far off meta and you haven't been winning with it, it's because it's off meta. Like you need to try building. I know you want to be hip and smart, but don't just take some of these winning lists from one of these tournaments and go start practicing with that list to see what it's like with one of these top tier lists and understand why they're winning. Right. That's you, you got to see the reason behind it in order to well, start tinkering with it. To build off of that too, though, I think it's also important again with a good list still play these lists that are, that are getting traction. Yeah. Kyle's list still did really well. Like play Kyle's list, like play these really good lists. Right. And then learn of yourself. What part of you is really clicking with what part of those lists? Like what, right. what in you, you know, maybe blizzard is, is obviously still really good. Great. But maybe a part of you doesn't click with blizzard and that's okay. But what, part does really drive with you is it the speeders okay so now you can know it like maybe i should look at speeder focus list like figure out what's working for you and so you can build off of that rather than starting completely fresh like build off of something that's comfortable yeah I, yeah i think you reason. got you have like two options right it's either you play a metal like a good list a, a known good list or you do things like what I've done in the past or Evan has done in the past where you play something and you're just so good at it that you just surprise people and, and people just aren't like, so I know Tempest is a thing now and you've all heard this, right? But I was playing double heavy for a while and people just weren't ready for it. They were just like, wait, what the hell is going on? You know, and that's how, that's how I would win. But then uh, as I played like really good players, they became more of these like, knock down drag out you know you guys could see from a couple years ago my match against Nima like that was a crazy match because Nima's a really good player and and he knows what those things do but we still fought right down to the last round right and so if you don't find yourself close in games and you're just getting blown out then there's something wrong with your list and even if you're like but I like this list it doesn't like you and you, you and the list don't play well together. Like, sorry, it just, it's just, you may like the theme or, or like the things, but if you're really so concerned about winning that you have to post something, uh, you know, somewhere that where like we would see it and you're like, oh, I, I just can't win. Maybe I should give up playing Legion. I think before you do that, maybe play some different lists and just try some different stuff out. Um, You know, just because, 
it's tough. It's not easy. Right. And it's, yeah. um, you got to play and you got practice and there's, there's, there's a, I guess to your point and to maybe some of my point, I think there is, did you just say to there's... my point to then turn it into your point? Wow. Oh, so now you're taking my points. points. But... Now you're taking my points too, dog. <laughs> uh, just kidding. I think there is a Venn diagram of where meta lists and, you know, objectively good lists and your skill set overlap and like your your passion yeah. overlap and i think finding that is a little bit different for everybody and that's okay that's what local events are great for is just trying to figure out and your local nights as well like that's what it's there for is hammer out figure out what do you like to do and then figuring out what you like to do what is the best version of what you like to do yep yeah i i, I would agree with that you're doing all right kid try <laughs> all right should we i mean we've kind of alluded to it already but should we mm-hmm. hit our one-on-one topic real quick basically like oh yeah uh, have we not done I mean, that, that already? Was, i was kind of like i think we kind of did yeah yeah that was yeah i mean we, we didn't was... officially transition but yeah yes. i mean the, the thought process basically for like why did i lose or why do i keep losing we talked about the first part which is am i running stuff that's good because i, I think it's I think it's a, um, I mean, it, it, this is this is any manager's game, but some units in Legion are not good, and sorry, like that's that's the that's the the harsh truth. Um, so you got to be running stuff that's good. Now, don't just don't just straight up. I mean, maybe I guess if you want to copy something that someone else is winning with, that's like a good starting point. If you have like literally no place, yep, to go from there. Um, but also just discuss discuss with your your friends that you're playing with discuss with other people in in the various legion communities what they think of what you're running how it could be improved etc um yeah <clears throat> so that's like basic step one the second is you know my decisions before the game starts am i bringing the right battle cards with my list if i'm bidding if i'm not bidding am i running a list that can afford to do that <laughs> for starters <laughs> yes. um but then also like how do i approach the vetoes and the turn zero system because one of the best yeah. things about legion that i really enjoy is how you can kind of like use the veto process and the battle cards to create a situation that's either to your advantage mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. um and that can have pretty big game implications on essentially like who the status quo favors in your game yeah. and who's whose responsibility it is to like adjust that status quo because whoever whoever's in that latter category is going to have more work to do basically and there are some lists you know the no bid lists right the 800 point lists they're the ones that are going to be good at that basically and so you have two different styles right you've got one where you want your battle cards and those are usually the ones you're bidding and then you've got the second where you don't necessarily care about battle cards and you're you know that you're going to have to change whatever status quo your opponent's battle cards put you in and you're going to have to adjust it to favor you in during the game. Um, and the fact that Legion caters to both of those play styles, I think is great, but you have to make sure that you're running the right list for that. Because I think there are a lot of people that just kind of run, they run lists that actually do care a lot about battle cards uh, and then they don't bid. <laughs> well, and Cut, we've, yeah. talked about this, we've talked about this offline before, but and maybe, maybe we have online too, I don't know. Um, Maybe you have, and I don't know, but I think a common misconception is that Blizzard doesn't care. Blizzard cares like, a lot. Blizzard cares a lot. Yeah. Blizzard cares a lot. If Blizzard That's part gets of what makes bid, it so good, they're yeah. like actually quite in trouble. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. But like, this, there's this con- misconception of like, oh, Blizzard can just play anything. Like, they, they can play a lot of things pretty well, but like, if you really want them to excel and you're talking about winning, like, no, Blizzard cares a lot. <laughs> yep. You want that bid. Yeah, you, sure you want bombing run. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want your opponent to have to cho- have to settle yeah, for hostage really, exchange really against Vader because yes. they don't want to play bombing run. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. 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 Poor bombing run. I I can't remember the last time I've gotten a chance to play one of game of bombing run because my opponents are always like, no. Yeah, it's fine. I've played it a couple of times recently, um, but it was it's definitely I think, other than sometimes payload, it is the least played objective, which mm-hmm. frankly. I think it's fine. I think it's fine for Legion to have what are essentially skew objectives. Um, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make it a bad objective. 
just because no, like, no. it's one that caters to a very specific type of unit. And yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. So, but that's and a also, discussion for. I was just saying, that's a discussion for another time. Yeah. But side note, just fun side note. I have seen games of uh, bombing run happen where they're all just trooper lists. Like it's a trooper versus trooper yep. list versus trooper list, and they both go. I mean, we're both stuck at this, so let's go. Like, yep. let's just, yeah, let's just roll some dice and see what happens. Like I've seen that happen. It's not what I advocate for, but it happens. You know? I also think trooper lists tend to be it's deployment specific, but on the deployments that speeders tend to take, trooper lists are actually better at bombing run than people give them credit for. Because on deployments like Disarray or Danger Close or even really battle lines, like you, you don't have to cover that much ground to score. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it's true. So, but you know, anyway. if you're on Long March, obviously that's like a different story. <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. True. True. Um, yeah. Trooper lists are, I think people are just reflexively like afraid of bombing run if they don't have speeders, but right, right. you don't always need to be. Yeah. Right. Um, well that's some of what we want to talk about right is like how do you figure out what what's a good objective for you to take what what lists are good at what objectives and, and things like that uh yeah i think we've talked about that before i think that yeah. i think yeah, yeah, yeah. i think the bigger topic is also knowing when to choose red versus blue like even if you have Oof, the bid yes right like i like that's something sure. uh sure. i still like deeply uh worry about and think about and struggle sometimes with is sure. like going okay i i know basically what they're going to have in their deck and i'm okay with three of those objectives right and there's one i'm not mm -hmm. i'm probably not going to be okay with but is this table pushing me enough that i need to have table edge so that i i i can have these line of sight right. blockers or you know this or that and, and right, if right, right. if that one thing does pop up you know i'll deal with it but like yeah that, that's always a tough a tough thing too well and something maybe a good point to mention too i think something that i it is frustrating but objectively i do like it about legions i do feel like even with my own battle decks sometimes, and, and maybe it's just a list I'm running, I don't know. There's always that one that's like, it's not horrible, but it's suboptimal for me that I'd like, I'd, I'd probably not like to ha see it happen, but I have to put it in my deck because it's the lesser of all other evils. Um, yeah, that's you what need makes four it cards. Interesting. And sometimes right, yeah, you punch like, to make a list that's only good at like three yeah. of the objectives. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's it's just part of what makes it flavorful. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So um, after that, I think the next component is basically evaluating like your in-game decisions. Um, I think there there are two things that I see newer players struggle with the most that are slightly related. The first is um, positioning, and I think you the the whole lateral positioning, which is you know sideways positioning relative to your opponent, is definitely like less important now than it used to be. But something that has been and still is very important is po position, like how close your stuff is directly towards your opponent's units. And particularly, you need to be aware of threat ranges. And because of how Legion works with alternating activations, this is the second part, which is um, related, which is like what I like to think of as tempo. But it's basically like how the turn is going to play out. You need to be aware of when you're putting a unit in a spot to get shot by one or more other units or attacked shot whatever by one or more other units without being in a position yourself to then like punish those attackers with your own units um because what i see new players do a lot is they just kind of like they're like okay this is this is a, a game where we shoot lasers at each other and i need to like engage my opponent so they start moving their units towards their opponent and because of how the alternating activations work in legion their opponent then starts much more carefully positioning their units to kind of mm -hmm. take advantage of that like exposed at their unit um and start chipping away at it in ways that like doesn't require them to necessarily yeah. expose their own units to return fire and then you just get like a free yeah. kill and then That's... it starts to snowball as that happens yeah. you know again on on consecutive turns no, um, absolutely it's that's anytime i play someone and it happens all the time well, i should say all the time but it does happen occasionally of like I'm playing a game that I'm looking at list wise, right? Like, okay, this is probably gonna be pretty close. I'm gonna have to really cage you with this, like really careful, okay. And then I see them just really running towards me, being super aggressive early for no reason. I mean, there's there's times when you might want it to be, but 
just running towards me unnaturally fast maybe and i go oh well okay like uh most of my list unless i'm also playing a super aggro list i'm just gonna go uh, okay well i'm gonna let you come crash upon let your waves crash upon my rocks and then we'll we'll play the rest of the game after that and like we'll have a few salvos but like you're saying kind of like i'm gonna end up getting free salvos if you do that like just uncosted <laughs> and yeah don't don't let your opponent have that Don't run into threat ranges if you can avoid it. Yeah, I, I think the other thing too is, and this is something I learned from Kyle in our early days of playing, like it's okay to just dodge standby and just not like, you, like being patient is all right. Like, um, you know, if, if you don't need to, if they need to come to you, like Tim was just saying, like if they need to start running at you, just dodge standby, aim standby, like just stay safe like keep your troopers safe until you have to do something you know mostly agreed but i would add to that if depending on your objectives be aware that maybe you're what you're going to need to do is move dodge or something like that can then like go behind cover move dodge and okay you might not get a shot off but now you're in a position where you're you're good and again if your opponent's still running at you but out of threat ranges whatever like just be i mean like i said it before be aware of threat ranges and like if if you know your opponent is not going to be threatening you or vice versa then just move. Like, don't lose an opportunity to move early. I think too many players, and I, I do this too sometimes by instinct, by accident, we don't move up early game because we're afraid of getting shots. And maybe you get, like, one pot shot on you, but then, like, the ability to move your whole army up early is so powerful because then they have to come to you. So don't miss that opportunity, too. So what yeah. we're saying is sometimes you wait... Sometimes you run. It's all up to you. Well, and sometimes you wait with some units and engage with others on the same turn. And that's another thing as far as how units activations, or, sorry, legions activations flow over the course of a turn is generally like you want to be aware of which units um, are not going to be, I mean, we call it time insensitive, but basically you probably have some units in your list and you should have some units in your list where their job is to like give out tokens you know these are your support commanders or their job is to be the ones that are interacting with your objectives you know grab your safe boxes um tap your vats or something right and those are the units where if you're if you're in a position where like early game you're still kind of feeling each other out you're being aware of your opponent's threat ranges um and both of you are kind of waiting for the other to like move a unit up into that danger zone, then you should start the turn with those units that aren't going to contribute to that firefight directly, right? Uh, the units who it's like, all right, if these guys go first, they're not exposing themselves and they're still being helpful. Um, so like you shouldn't be afraid to move towards your opponent, but don't do it with the units that are going to be the ones that you need to like attack your opponent. Right? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah, it's just being aware of like at, at the start of every turn, you're, the questions you should ask yourself are one, with respect to objectives, what do I need to accomplish this turn? That should be like mm -hmm. the most important thing. <laughs> Two, what units do I have that are threatened directly by, um, you know, in the early game, really any kind of attacks, but as you get to like mid to late game, significant hard hitting attacks. Yep. And if there are units in that category, do I need to like move them first to get them out of that? Um, three, slightly subordinate to that, is how can I do that to my opponent, right? Do I have any units where they can make significant attacks on exposed or vulnerable opposing units that are relevant, and should I do that first? And then after that, you know, do I have units I can stall with, uh, sort of in, in that midturn, give out tokens, do objectives, whatever, and then five, do I have units that I want to wait that are currently in safe position that have strong attacks that I can use to contribute to that firefight. And that's kind of yeah. how the turn like flows for me. Sure. Um, yeah. Generally. Uh, agree. Um, to add to that, to being aware, like especially with those units where and you're talking about stalling and your heavy hitters, this might sound really kind of basic, but this is one Oh one. Yep. Just because your unit has a heavy in it does not mean it is a heavy duty unit. 
So I've seen people play like Ashore with a T21 in it. Like, oh man, they have a T21. It's one of the best heavies in the game. Uh, so now I can be really f- aggressive with it. And even if I lose some, like, no, like once you start losing bodies, like you're you're putting yourself in jeopardy. Uh, yeah. And you're going to hit a lot less uh, hard, potentially. Shores are fragile for their cost. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, Just because you have an extra body on something doesn't mean it's invincible all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, Jack? Yeah. I'm trying to think to like some other tips. Um, man, I, I really like, I think one of the things a lot of people miss, like, especially newer players, is like really counting your actionable units for the objective and like understanding, like, hey, if we do whatever KP or or intercept. Uh, I only have like, you know, X units that can actually like score on this objective. Maybe, maybe I try to like get that objective out of here or, or, yeah. you know, or if you get stuck with one, like instead of going to the objective, you know, your, your, your plan should be to try to knock them down a couple uh, so that you at least have a chance, you know, cause I think there's a lot I've, I've seen, I've seen games or been part of games. I've did it. I've done it before, but like where halfway through the game, one of the people realizes that they don't even have enough units to even like score. Like, you know, I can't, you know, there's been a game I remember playing someone. And at some point I just realized I was like, Oh, if I just put all my units on this objective, like he can't kill them. Like even if he kills like three of them, I'm still going to win. Mm-hmm. like i you yeah. know okay here you go and then just like bum rush the center you know objective is like okay you know and so well, just like being aware of that yeah. you know yeah well especially and, and now you said kp something to kp especially a late game like when units are getting thin and really thinned out and like you're if your opponent only has three shots three realistic shots left to take on you and you have four unit leaders that can go touch the middle KP. They can go ahead and kill those other three. Who cares? Because you still have the the winning, you know, KP, whatever the situation might be. But yeah, it's you only need to win by one, right? right. <laughs> yep. You don't need to crush it. A win by one is still a win. Yeah, there's just interesting things like that. Um, you know, one of the things Bushman taught me uh, by just absolutely beating my butt with it is uh i think we talked about this on here but he was like we were determining whose deck blah 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 and he was actually measuring because you can measure the table you know and he was like measuring looking at stuff and he just figured out that if he took this one side of the table that he could basically hide he had yoda wookies he could just hide yoda and the wookies behind this wall and there's nothing i could do about it and he would still score the center objective and it was just like i think it was intercept and so it was just like oh right you know and there's like i could bum rush the middle with my guys but then he could pop out with yoda and wookies you know before when you know scale was different but like you know and and and, uh, good yeah, it, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and make, was good. make different. Yeah, I didn't want to yeah. start. <laughs> no. I didn't want to light that fire. I just I miss my to... Wookies. I'll I'll yeah, I'll, I'll hop on that train. I miss yeah. my Wookies. So, um, so. but yeah, I mean, so stuff like that, yeah. like just understanding the layout of the table, and 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 that's I still struggle with that from time to time, right? Like it's it, especially in later games. You know, I think yeah. another comment was. I think it was on our YouTube or some, somebody asked if, uh, if it, if tournaments ever get better, if you, if you like, he's like, I'm so tired by like round, you know, round four. And then I'm like tired the next day. He's like, does this ever get better? And I'm just like, no, (laughs) like it's it, you get used to it, but it doesn't get better. It's still used to it. Yeah. And, and your endurance builds. Yeah. You, you learn how to deal with it, but it's still, it's, it's still exactly the same. Like you're still tired round four and you got to like, you know, especially if you're winning, you got to get yourself back in and be like, okay, all right, I got, I I got to focus up here. I mean, real talk, I used to, when we used to do bigger events, I used to bring, I don't do it anymore as much occasionally, but I used to bring like a fanny pack full of snacks, like, 
because I'm I'm crashing. Like I was not doing well. And again, now because I've done it more, I'm like, yeah, I'm fine now. Whatever. And like now I'm like, yeah, let's play through lunch. We don't need lunch. We'll 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 get mm-hmm. we'll eat a big dinner. It's okay. Just keep going. Uh, but like, yeah, you got to build up to that. You got to work up endurance. It's it sounds kind of silly, but it's almost like a workout sometimes. Like yeah. I'm not I'm I'm clearly not a gym rat, but like it yeah, can be are. like a workout. You could be whatever you want now. Uh, I'm just the rat in a gym. Yeah. You meant but slim gym. Yeah. <laughs> no. But also the Jay, you mentioned something too. Um, and in in your example, it's particularly important when you're measuring and things like that for like board edge and whatnot. Now that red player can also see battle decks, now that battle decks are are total knowledge or, or open knowledge, excuse me, I couldn't think of the term. Um like you can really determine like what you want to do. Cause like you can, if you have a bid, you're trying to figure out, do I want to be red or blue or something like that? Like measure it all out, figure out what are you, what do you have? If your decks are similar, take yeah. red player and, and choose your board edge. You know, if it's like a one card difference, um, there was actually in Scranton, I went, I went, did I go two and one? Yeah. Went two and one. And my one loss was the Tempest and I took blue. I should have just taken red, like straight up. Like I just, I I messed up. I should have taken red because our decks were very similar. I just yeah. didn't think about it. Yeah. And as red player, you know, whether you've got the bid or not, like you said, look at your opponent's deployments when you're picking the table side. Cause some some deployments put you in spots that are you know, like it's a good shorthand to be like, all right, the the corner to my right, that's a deployment corner, and the other quote unquote deployment corner is like the one that is opposite that, right, on my opponent's right side. Um, but there are some deployments specifically like danger close and disarray and then hemmed in where that just kind of gets weird. So you should, you should look at your opponent's deployments just when you're looking at terrain on the table to be like, all right, is this going to be sort of a normal-ish game that we're playing in these, in this diagonal direction from one right side corner to the other, or is this going to be a little weird with the deployments? So just always look at your opponent's deployments before you pick table side. Yeah. And that kind of fits into what I was mentioning before. And I guess I didn't explain it well. Like yeah. you said, we've already discussed on other casts or other other episodes and things of like what lists are good with what objectives and, and, and deployments and things like that. You can you can do deeper dives and that kind of stuff. But what I was saying is that that's why it's important to keep in mind, even as a one-on-one, is like figure out how is that going to affect my game? Like what am I playing yeah. against? What deployments do I want? And like you just said, kind of like measuring it all out. Like, okay, if I do this, they're going to probably do this and blah, blah, blah. And trying to trying to understand all those variables. And really, honestly, I don't hate the idea of um, th- like having some of the more meta lists pulled up for like pull up on your Legion HQ and look at them and then pull up your deployments or your objectives, especially your deployments. Objectives are kind of can know off the top of your head, but like your deployments and be thinking about like, okay, this is what they want. This is what they're doing. This is what, you know, and just understanding yeah. that. And that's, that's a really easy way to do it at home. It's, you know, you can glance at it and kind of check back in. The wild thing is too, right? Like how many, do we know how many Blizzard Force were at Nova? Two. That's wild to me. Yeah, and you know how many of them made top eight? Two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to me. It's crazy to me. Like that's so good. Like that's the thing with Tempest. Like uh we went I've been to two tournaments since Tempest came out expecting Tempest and not seeing Tempest. And like seeing one at each tournament. It's crazy. There's one at Scranton. Yeah, I I, I guess I I didn't face him. It just, you know, there was one. There Uh, were there were there were a couple Tempest at Nova. There was one uh triple ATST and there was one like five times scouts, three times bikes. Yeah. So listen, I I think I've got to play it a couple more times. I've played it a few times. I think the best version of Tempest is Lord Farquad an ATST with an armor's pilot link targeting array, two bikes, a storm with an R4, and five scout troopers. I think that's the best version of it. With sniper rifles? No. Naked. naked, naked yeah, scouts. and it's you got a seven point. That's that's something. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a lot of low profile, if nothing else. But like, 
So I don't know about that. Oof. I'm telling you, those scouts get up there. They start. I was just going to say, so your scouts run up. You grab objectives with them or you just hit with them. You can. Yeah. I mean, they got scout three. So yeah, you frags they, do, they do. They do hit hard at range two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think you need frags. You don't really want to be at range one. No, that's fair. Yeah, but it happens though. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, you don't always get to choose. I mean, the other way you can do it too. when Ewoks come running at you. Yeah. So you, you, the other way you do it is you run your scouts at least two to three of them behind the ATSTs. You have the ATSTs just marching up, and you have yep. three scouts behind them, and then they pop out and shoot when they get up. Sure. And then you have the other two scouts scout in from the, and then you have the bikes also on the other. So you could, it, yeah. it's like, there's a lot of options. And then you have the stormtroopers with the astromech just pulling ion tokens or, or, you know, or wounds when you need it off of I, things. All good points. And I'm excited to one day that it's maybe third on my list of lists to try, but I do want to try Tempest. But right now this is, this is the extent of my second ATST. So we're oh. not there yet, but we'll get there. It's missing some key components there. But it's just like well, I played it a few times. It slaps for sure. It's, I see you're staying hip with it, Jay. It slaps, yo. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. But yeah. All right. Well, all right. I think be be well versed in those objectives and, and deployments, and there's nothing wrong with pulling them up and just staring at them and just like superimposing lists basically on them and looking at them and, and imagining what would I want to do? What do they want? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I would benefit more from that if I did that more. I I think I know it well and then I don't think of something and then it, it bites me. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jumping in on that. Yep. No, we can work. The king of the hell. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. All right. Um, any final thoughts? No. So many. Don't buy a house. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There yes. are benefits to buying a house, but be prepared for the... Um... Buy an apartment in the woods, clearly. So this is clearly where I live. I mean, maybe so. start with a townhouse if you really want to like, buy real yeah. estate. Get, get the penthouse. You know, it's fine. So. Um, all right. Well, we are the Notorious Counters. I'm Kyle. I'm Jay. And I'm Tim. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Stay cool, Fruit Matt.